This is the Devotion Rewind, where we take a look back through the archive at some of Pastor Robert's most loved sermons. Join us as we get blessed once again through this powerful message. Second Timothy is the last book out of the 13 books that we have that the Apostle Paul wrote. It's amazing to think that he has given us so much through his lifetime when he says, I am the least of all the saints and not worthy to be called an apostle. But to me, who am the least, this unsearchable riches of grace has been given to make known these riches of Christ. And the Apostle Paul understood that what he had was given by God. And here he is in his second imprisonment in Rome. His first imprisonment was right at the end of the book of Acts, when the book of Acts was written by Luke. And that was a different time in his life. He had his private uh, place that he was living in. People could come and go to visit him. And, and, and that was actually such a blessed time, despite that it was not the easiest time in his life. But this time, his last imprisonment is in about 66, 67 AD. And here he's in a dark dungeon and it's very difficult to be able to get to him. And the only person that was still there with him was Luke, the physician. And Paul writes this letter to Timothy, who was like a son to him. A son meant he had such a oneness with him that it it was like himself, you know. Timothy was a Paul, so to speak. And he writes to Timothy and he says, Timothy, do your best to please come and see me as quick as you can. Uh, You know, Paul was alone there and he felt still such an incredible responsibility, especially as in this letter he shows that he realized, I'm not gonna come out of this. You know, Nero was executing the Christians all over the world. It was the same time around that time that he wrote this letter that also Peter was crucified upside down and, and Paul understood this is, I'm not gonna live through this. And he writes this letter to Timothy, and it's not not like, for example, the book of Romans, which is such a doctrinal thesis. It's outstanding, the 16 chapters of Romans. You know, it's it's worthy, worth studying regularly. I, I listen to it, I have it downloaded on my phone, I listen to it oh, all the time. And I get so much life through it and understanding about God's ways for us Christians, because he wrote it to the Gentile Christians in Rome, the Apostle Paul, and he warned them not to be prideful against the Jewish people because he was showing them that what God had given them had really originally come through the Jewish people. So, but here Timothy is a different kind of book. Timothy is more an emotional sharing of his heart with somebody who he had an intimate uh, personal spiritual relationship with, you know, like a real friend, like a son. And, and he writes Timothy and he gives him these words. And I think these words are inspiring for you and me, especially in the day that we're living in, in the day when there's so much concern and worry and stress all around and, and changes taking place in the whole world. I mean, this has never happened in my lifetime before. Or, or my, you know, my mother, well, okay, my mother saw the Second World War, so she will understand some of it, but it's unprecedented what's happening. And so Paul writes to Timothy and he says in verse two, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. And then he says this, 
I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you and being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. So I want to just take this statement. What Paul was saying to Timothy here is saying, Timothy, every time I think about you, and I know your tender heart for God, how you weep before Him when you pray and worship Him, I begin to worship God. I begin to worship God. And listen, He is far away from Timothy at this time. But there's a connection, and that's the point. He says, desiring to see you. Night and day I think about you and praying for you, and every time I think about you and pray for you, I begin to worship God. And you see, even though we're at this time maybe physically not coming together as a congregation, it doesn't mean that we're not spiritually together. It doesn't mean that we're not just as joint as ever. It doesn't mean that the same grace that we experience when we're here together on the Wednesday night and the Sunday morning isn't there for us right now. And that's what Paul was experiencing. And that's the point I want to make here in opening this message on this Wednesday night, that the same grace that we have when we come together here in church is there for you right now. It's what we're sharing right this moment. And the Apostle Paul was experiencing this. He he would just begin to worship and praise God when he would think about Timothy. And then he had this thought, and this is the thought I have for you too. He says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that's in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. And therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And the Apostle Paul understood that the spirit that was in Timothy was not just a human spirit. You see, we all have a human spirit. Now that spirit without Jesus Christ, when it comes to having communion with God, is dead. It's spiritually because of sin separated from God. It is, what does it mean to be dead? You're you're self-conscious instead of God-conscious. God is out there, you're here, there's separation. The nature of sin is what creates separation. What does it mean when Christ comes into your life? You become spiritually alive. You receive Christ's spirit in you and he makes you alive. He becomes your life. And that's what brings you into fellowship with God. Like Jesus said, nobody can come to the Father except by me. And so the apostle Paul, looking at Timothy said, Timothy, the spirit, the faith that is in you It's not just education of man. It's not just something you have decided to believe. No, it's a spirit of faith. It's a gift. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that Jesus is the author and the completer and perfecter of our faith. And he brings faith into us. Not just the faith that comes from this world, but the faith of God. Paul says in the Galatians, to the Galatians in chapter 2, He says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live it, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in this earthen vessel, in this body of flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, when Jesus came into Paul's life, he received this faith of God. And Paul says, Timothy, the faith you have 
It's not just any kind of faith. It's the kind of faith that Peter says overcomes the world. It's the kind of faith that helps you rise above the clouds that maybe are looming around right now in this world. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter, what is it, 61 or chapter 60, that even though there might be deep and dense darkness in the world, the light of God's life, which is Christ in us, will be seen upon you. And this is what I want to encourage you with, the faith that you have right now. It's not just any kind of faith, but it's the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And Paul says, that same spirit of faith, Timothy, that I have seen in you was also in your mom and in your grandmother. So Paul understood Timothy's family. He got to know him later in time of his ministry when Timothy joined him in the work of God. And he met his mother and his grandmother and he saw that same spirit of faith. Isn't that absolutely phenomenal? You know, this is such a beautiful promise of God from Isaiah chapter 59, verse 21, and chapter 54, verse 13, when he says, the same spirit of faith, the same living word that's in you will also be in your children and your children's children. You know that this is what connects us. This is what causes us to feel we're on the same page. You know, we could have maybe different ideas about what we should or shouldn't do. And that happens. It can happen in a husband and wife living together. It's like Virginia and I, we lived together for almost 37 years now we're married. But sometimes we still have to harmonize our ways of looking at things. We have to work at it. You know, I have to listen to her to understand where she's coming from. She has to listen to me where I'm coming from and we harmonize our thinking. But I can tell you something. Our spirits are one. We are one in the spirit of faith that we have received through the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was visiting my mother a couple of weeks ago, oh, it was just such delight because the moment we meet, that spirit of faith jumps up in our hearts and we connect. And the Apostle Paul here says to Timothy, Timothy, remember this faith you have. Remember how when I laid hands upon you, the power of God came all over you. Come on, Timothy, stir up. Stir it up, wake it up in you through believing, through knowing, through being grateful, through saying, oh Lord, thank you for loving me and living in me by your spirit. Because Paul says Paul to Timothy, and Paul was the one facing execution here. He was beheaded outside of Rome in, during those days. He was facing execution. If anybody should be afraid, it should have been Paul. But Paul was the one encouraging Timothy not to be afraid and saying, Tim, listen, you haven't received the spirit of fear. What does that mean? When you feel fear, Timothy, remember, you have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So don't let that spirit of fear take you over and begin to dictate what you believe and what you think. No, let the power of God, let the love of God, let the sound mind, the clear way of thinking of God, Thank you for listening to today's installment of Devotion Rewind. If you are blessed by today's message, please feel free to contact us and visit our website at lifechurchuk.org.